Hello, strangers on the internet wondering what the hell is going on. Welcome to a- another mini-episode. I double-booked some time, and I caused a bit of a problem with when we could and couldn't record. And, as penance, I thought it would be only fair I did a small apology episode. And I think the best way to do that, uh, I was thinking about it, and I decided what better way to make amends for double booking than to do a dramatic reading of Cold Steel the Hedgehog's famous fan fiction, The Edge Ventures of Cold Steel the Hedgehog. Now, this is a a bit of fan fiction. It's a two-chapter, two-chapter bit of fan fiction by someone on the internet who goes by the name Half, Joking Half, Serious. That's Half being the first name, Joking Half is the, the middle name, and Serious is the last name. Uh, it is described as a M-rated bit of fiction um, of the drama and angst variety. It includes characters Tails, Shadow, Dr. Robotnik, or Dr. Eggman. Um, there is a, a small summary up top. It dictates, In this hardcore fanfic starring Cold Steel the Hedgehog, he must battle a team of goody-two-shoes hedgehogs, led by an old rival, and this time it's Personnel. OCX, OC, Imperator IXX Omachow. I, I don't know what that last bit's about, but I'm I'm sure it's important and needs to be read. So oh there's also a small disclaimer at the top stating Cold Steel does not belong to me. He belongs to Blood Skull Boy 84, used without permission, but Blood Skull Boy 84 doesn't exist, so whatevs. Everyone else who isn't a canon character belongs to me, so don't steal. And steal is spelled S-T-E-E-L, uh, like the metal as opposed to stealing. Uh, I assume that's uh, some very well-phrased, you know, copywritten protection stuff. Uh, and I'm sure that by saying that we are keeping our good, our good friend serious, uh, or half-joking half serious from uh, any legal trouble, and I'm happy to do that. This is completely his work. I'm just dictating it to you. Uh, without further ado, let us begin our adventure, our edge venture, into Cold Steel. So, chapter one, consumed by darkness. Darkness. I was used to darkness. Ever since that day, it had consumed me, like a veil around my soul that was really dark. But this was a different type of darkness, an advanced darkness. The type of advanced darkness that made it so I couldn't see shit. In the distance, I saw what seemed to be a bright light. The light began to approach me, and as it did, I realized that it was actually a darkness so dark that it glowed expelling all darkness weaker than itself. As the darkness came closer, it began to take a hedgehog shape. When it was only a few feet away, I realized who it was. Y You're me! I exclaimed. Yes, Cold Steel, the darkness uttered. 
darkly. I am you from six years, six months, and six days in the future. However, I am no longer called Cold Steel. I have taken the title of Death Knox. How did I get this power? I inquisitioned. My darkness is strong, but I almost feel overpowered by yours, overwhelmed by yours. I will tell you soon enough, my past self, Death Knox claimed omnisciously, but I am not here to simply tell you of good things to come, but rather of a force that will come to bring an end to us. What? I expelled in shock. Tell me what happens. In exactly six days, six hours, and six minutes, Death Knox began to prophesize. Six heroes holding six Chaos Emeralds will appear in Westopolis. It is there that they will find the seventh emerald, and using Chaos Control, teleport you straight to hell, as they did to me. Then how did you get so much power, I quizzed. When Satan tried to subjugate me, I killed him and took his power. Then, when death tried to kill me, I killed him and took his power too. Thus, I became the embodiment of darkness and death. But I cannot kill anyone, or interact with the physical world at all. All I can do is bring the souls of the dead to hell. That's horrible, I shouted. A life without killing? That would be a fate worse than death. But why did they do that to me? I did not find out, Death Knox stated. The only way to find out is to go to Westopolis and confront them before they get the emerald. I will, I vowed. I swear it. With that, the darkness faded, and I returned to where I was. Six days, six hours, and five minutes later in Westopolis, six hedgehogs walked through the streets. One was blue, and had two five-foot-long katanas strapped to his back. One was red, and had a long, pointed tail like a demon. One was green, and wore a dress made of leaves. One was cyan, and wore those spiral glasses from anime. One was white, and had huge boobs. One was yellow, and floated instead of walking, and each one held a chaos emerald of their color. I can't wait to see Cold Steel squirming in hell, smirked the red one sadistically. Serves him right for what he did. Indeed, incanted the blue one in a Japanese accent. He is truly Waru. That means, that means evil. Absolutely redonkulous, grinned the cyan one as he span around from one foot. Melons. What did you say, shitlord? yelled the white one, concealing her bosom. Check your fucking privilege. Please calm down, breathed the green one in a soft tone. There is no need to fight. We're here, the yellow one interrupted. The six found themselves in front of a jewelry store. It was here where they expected to find the last Chaos Emerald, proudly displayed in the front window like a golden statue at the top of a sand castle. However, the window was broken, and the Emerald was nowhere to be found. Looking for this, mocked Cold Steel, who was standing on top of the building, clutching the purple Chaos Emerald in his hand like a bone in the maw of a confused feline. You bastard, raged the Red One. How did you know we were going to use the Emeralds against you? Let's just say, hinted Cold Steel, a little birdie told me. A little birdie who was my future self, who sent me a vision telling me what you would do. Cold Steel jumped down from the building, and when he hit the ground, he also punched it like a Superman that liked Nine Inch Nails. 
I don't I don't know what that means. It sounds very intimidating, pal. Now that he was close to the hedgehogs, they looked familiar to him. Hey, I know you guys, he realized. You were in the Sonic military. So you remember, emoted the yellow one. I was expecting you lop lopped us in with the thousands of soldiers you killed in your memory. I'll admit, reminisced Cold Steel. I don't really remember most of you, but there's no way I could forget you, Super Bright Lord. The image of the glowing hedgehog was burned into his memory, like a brand on a cow who was incredibly jealous of it, while Cold Steel was the strongest in the Sonic Fighting Academy. Sonic Bright Lord, or Super Bright Lord, was the strongest in the Sonic military. He was so powerful that he was born in his super form, which is why it's part of his name. And with incredible psychic powers, he joined the Sonic military at age five, because he was too young to enroll in the academy. Even then, he surpassed everyone in power, and by the time the final shadow battle, he was stronger than the entire army. Cold Steel envied his powers greatly while he was in the military. Allow me to jog your Atama memory, then, spoke the blue one, drawing a katana and resting it on his shoulder. I am Doki Doki Break, Heartbreak, the strongest samurai in the world. I'm Belzebub, the demon hedgehog, growled the red one as he felt as he folded his arms. I am the son of Lucifer himself, and revel in the suffering of the innocent. My name's Sandwich the Hedgehog, exclaimed the Scion One, who put on a wizard hat. I like writing cardboard boxes into chocolate waterfalls. Pineapples! I'm Gigimonia, alleged the White One as she puffed out her chest, and the fact that us girls went last is absolutely sexist. I am Flora Atamisia Monarch, professed the Green One as she bowed, and I just want the world to be a better place. We have united to make you pay for your crimes verbalized super bright lord i'm the name of the fallen soldier of the sonic military in the name of the sonic in the name of the fallen soldiers of the sonic military we will punish you uh authors quotes that last part was said by everyone but i didn't know how to write that in lol exclamation point author's note stop well cold steel pronounced you know what Fuck your dead soldiers, fuck your shitty battle cry, and fuck you. I've been waiting for the chance to kill you for years, and now that I have the power of darkness, I can finally do it. And now that I have a Chaos Emerald, I'm not going to waste the chance. Cold Steel outstretched his hand that held the emerald as he absorbed its power, like a malevolent rechargeable battery. When it was drained, he rose into the air until the, until there was a until he was above where he was before he was started rising curling into a ball but not like sonic does when he turns into an action ball but he's just bending his arms and legs inward the air around him crackled with lightning made of darkness and stuff shit panicked doki doki break we have to run stay commanded super bright lord you have nothing to fear the darkness, lightning, the darkness lightning surrounding Cold Steel was now striking everything around the hedgehogs, breaking windows and blowing up cars. Cold Steel himself was surrounded by an aura of darkness, darker than the midnight sky on a new moon. On a new moon day, being looked at by a blind person. Nothing personnel, stupid diaper lord, Cold Steel insulted. But die! Chaos Darkness Blast Maelstrom! Cold Steel's darkness aura exploded. 
consuming everything in a 6.66 mile radius with destruction. When the dust settled, which was both because the explosion kicked up a bunch of dust and because it's a figure of speech for something ending, Central Westopolis was nothing but a crater. Everyone caught in the blast except for Cold Steel, of course, was killed. But that didn't actually happen. Instead, Super Brightlord captured the blast and Cold Steel inside of it in a ball using psychokinesis. Author's note, this is because it's the power to control kinetic energy, which is just energy that moves, like an explosion. Have you forgotten about your powers, old s- about my powers, old smell? Mocked Super Bright Lord. I was hoping you would pose a threat, but it seems I was wrong. I'll let you live, but when we meet again, you had better pose a threat. With that, Super Bright Lord psychokinetically threw the ball with half of his might, flinging cold steel at hundreds of miles per second. Once it was halfway across the country, he reversed the kinetic energy of the explosion, sending it towards Cold Steel. Thankfully, while the blast part of the attack hurt him, the darkness part healed him for all the damage. However, that didn't change the fact that he was hundreds of feet in the air, because Super Bright Lord threw him in a parabola. Damn! exclaimed Cold Steel as he fell to the earth. Not here! Then he hit the ground, and everything went dark. Chapter 2. Darkness Rises Once More Cold Steel, wake up! Cold Steel heard the voice of his future self. His eyes opened, and he was once again surrounded by darkness, including the darkness of Deathnox. Wake up, Cold Steel, Deathnox demanded. It is not your time. Deathnox? Cold Steel asked, confused. Is that you? Does this mean the future has not changed? No, my universe has been erased, with, with a Z, intoned Deathnox. But my darkness is so dark that it consumes the darkness of Erasure and left me unharmed. But Super Brightlord still wants to kill you, so you must wake up. What's the point? moaned Cold Steel. He's so much stronger than me. How can I reach his level of power? His power is indeed great, pronounced Deathnox but I know a way to weaken him, and even the metaphorical playing field. But he's always super, complained Cold Steel. Even if I weaken him, he will still be invincible. That is how you can weaken him, explained Ethnox, by turning him normal. That's impossible, yelled Cold Steel. Wrong, corrected Deathnox. One man has managed to negate a superform, the one known as Eggman. Eggman was killed by Shadow, remember? reminded Cold Steel. Wrong again, retorted Deathnox. I have seen all the souls in hell, and not one of them was his, meaning that he is still alive. If he's still alive, realized Cold Steel, that means I can find him and make him make me a gadget that can unsuper super bright lord. Cold Steel wanted to thank his term pole, his temporal duplicate, but he knew that he wouldn't be very badass of him. I can read your mind, you know, exclaimed Deathnox. I accept your thanks. With that, Cold Steel woke up. He found himself in a beach. In, in a, on a beach. The sun glared in his eyes like a flashlight in an eye test. Getting up, he saw palm trees and large resort-like buildings. There was a sign in the sand that said, Emerald Coast. Also, there was a girl with big boobies next to him. 
Thank goodness you're awake, she bellowed. I don't know what I'd do if you died in front of me. Taking a gaze away from her massive rack, Cold Steel got a better look at the girl. She was bright pink, with rainbow eyes and bright blue highlights in her hair quill things, which reaches down to just above her ass, which was a big as which was as big as her tits. She wore a pistachioed green low-cut dress with cherry red lines at the end of each part of at the end of each part and sleeves that were wide at the end. She wore fishnet stockings and high heels. She wore an orange bow and her hair had two earrings, the girly kind, in each ear. She had yellow anime style wings, you know the ones from Spirals, on her back, which came out of a hole in the back of her. In the back of her she wore a silver heart-shaped necklace, but it wasn't a locket because lockets can open and her necklace was flat, unlike her chest. Hey, that was six dollars engraved into it. Had six dollars engraved into it. Sorry about that, listeners. Who the hell are you? Cold Steel riddled into, riddled to the voluptuous voice Sessa. My name is Annabelle, the hooker hog, she unveiled, winking and bouncing her headlights as she did. You want to buy my services? You are a sexy and slutty lady, Cold Steel returned, but I can't have sex with you right now because I need to show the world the true meaning of darkness. Suit yourself, Annabelle smirked as she trotted away in a sexy manner. Now that he wasn't distracted by her massive melons, Cold Steel could focus on his vengeance. He knew that finding Eggman would be his greatest challenge yet, so he needed to prepare. He went into the building and then out of the building. He was now in Station Square. The sun shone like a bright orb of light in the sky, the waves glistening as they pounded at the sand. Whimsical laughter and music came from the amusement park nearby. Cars drove in, out, and around the city, and the dark hedgehog stood in front of it. Cold Steel was disgusted by all the sunshine and beauty and happiness he saw. It was the polar opposite of Westopolis's cloudiness and ruin and misery, which was just how he liked it. His first order of business was to arm himself. I hope they have a gun store in this candy land, Cold Steel thought to himself. He walked around the city, passing people smiling and cars playing pop music, and every time he did, he nearly threw up. He needed to get what he needed and get out ASAP. Eventually, he came across a, pa a pathetically small gun shop at the edge of town and went inside. The whole place was so clean, it sparkled. No one was in the shop but him and the cashier, and most jarringly, he could only see three guns in the store, an AK-47, a shotgun, and an RPG. Hello, stranger, cheered the cashier cheerfully. How can I help you today? Cold Steel scoffed. Is this all the guns you have? Well, yes, the cashier confessed. There isn't a lot of crime here, and there aren't any places to hunt, so... It'll have to do then, interrupted Cold Steel. I'll take all of your guns and ammo. Well, the cashier noted, first I'll have to see your license. I don't think you understand, interrupted Cold Steel again. You're going to give me everything you've got. No questions asked. But, but that's illegal, blurted the cashier. Do I look like the person who cares about the law? Asked Cold Steel. No, replied the cashier. Then, unless you want to know true suffering, threatened Cold Steel. 
You'll give me the weapons and ammo. Is that a threat? Inquisited the cashier. No, answered Cold Steel. It's a promise. Well, I refuse, screamed the cashier. I will not arm a criminal like you. Suit yourself, remarked Cold Steel, coldly and steelily. Author's note. Get it? He snapped his finger, and then a ringing filled the room. It was the cashier's cell phone. He picked it up and asked the caller what was the matter. Sir, this is the Station Square Police Department, exclaimed the caller, and I'm afraid to tell you that your husband has been murdered by his own shadow. Oh my god, you're gay, laughed Cold Steel. You're even more pathetic than I thought. Now give them to me. The cashier was trembling with fear and true suffering. Author's note. This is because Cold Steel told him he'd no true suffering a few sentences ago, but in case you forgot. Please take whatever you want. I don't want to live anymore. Good. Cold Steel smirked. Now you can suffer the darkness of a life without love or happiness. He grabbed all the weapons and ammo in the shop and walked out of the door. This is like taking candy from a baby which is fine by me, he grinned. Just as he was leaving the store, however, he heard a familiar voice. Someone help me, it screamed. It was Annabelle. Normally, Cold Steel didn't save anyone who cried for help. If anything, he would kill the person and then kill those who attacked them, just for fun. But he was feeling horny after seeing that gay guy in despair. And if he saved her, she would owe her him her body. So he decided to make an exception spelled with a K. He ran in the direction of the voice until he saw her being forced into a police car by the police. Let's go, let go of her, police scum, Cold Steel demanded. This lady was caught engaging in prostitution, which is illegal in this state declared a policeman. We refuse to let her go. Psst, nothing personnel, kid, Cold Steel remarked. But if you won't let her go, I guess I'll have to let you go to hell. He pointed his RPG at the police car and fired it, which blew up the car. Everyone around and in it was blown apart and set on fire, except for Annabelle, whose hooters absorbed the blast. Thank you for saving me, thanked Annabelle. I owe you my life, or should I say, my body. She bent over, further exposing her huge tatas. That's exactly what I had in mind, Cold Steel wickered. From, from now until when I kick that goody two-shoes hedgehog, you will be my sex slave. Fine by me, Annabelle orated. I bet someone as tough as you has a huge dick. You know it, bitch. Cold Steel bragged, but first, let's get down to business. He snapped his fingers again, and in a flash of darkness, a motorbike appeared. It was a Harley, but everything was black because it was made of darkness. There were spikes everywhere, except for the seat, but that's obvious. In a slightly brighter shade of darkness on the side, it said, Into the Void, which was its name. Author's note, it's also the name of a Nine Inch Nails song. Cold Steel got on the bike and clutched the handlebars. Annabelle got on behind him, her, her ginormous titties pressed against her his back. Cold Steel clutched the gas, and they rode way, way, way from the wretched, pleasant city. You know, Annabelle realized, 
I never got your name. It's Cold Steel, Cold Steel admitted. Cold Steel, the Hedgehog. And that's the end of chapter two. There's no more chapters. I feel as though the author may be on hiatus, really working on finishing that narrative arc. But, um, well, thank you. I hope that fulfilled all of your dreams and wishes for what a Sonic fanfiction might be. Uh, I'm Drew Fasciano, and I have learned a valuable lesson in, in planning. I hope you have a lovely night. Day, evening, and I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs> Goodbye.